Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, February 11th, 2020. And welcome to episode 791, nine episodes away from the big 800 of the Mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news reviews here segment which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, Team Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman himself, J.D., Jared D. Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He, <coughs> excuse me. He's also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, which I will say yesterday was a kick tail show i will say that indeed yes uh from the top from the talk shoe chat box here tonight we have the human suplex machine john gross at with your wrestling history and birthdays john of course is the first 2016 wws hall of famer and he's also another part of the team that brings you raw radio every monday afternoon right here of course on talkshow.com before we go through tonight's itinerary here for this evening let us welcome jd and john to what should be a dynamite of a show here tonight on episode 791 of Revolution. Good to be here. Thank you very much, JD. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feature tonight comes to us from a group we haven't really visited that much here in a while, but we're now back. Now we're giving her another opportunity, as of course tonight's live video feature will be coming from WWE Heel Turns, which I do believe was started by our own Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggle, by the way. Uh, if you care to join us for our live video feed for Revolution 791, please feel free to go there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash heel turns the number four ever. If you if you care to join us from there, and also if you care to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1 605 562 0444, caller ID 138055. <clears throat> press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we <clears throat> that uh, we we 
our course one we're talking about here this evening, which will include, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here tonight, we will also bring you, of course, our thoughts and opinions as to what happened, what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, plus, uh, <clears throat> plus also, of course, some uh, some early some uh, more early talk here, of course, as we head towards the NXT Takeover Portland pay per view uh, coming up here, of course, this Sunday. And we'll talk more about that, plus some other wrestling extras and a lot of other fun things tonight from 791 of Revolution here coming up here later in the show as we're now headed to headed to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time as we go on now and go to the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, with tonight's wrestling news and views here segment here, of course, coming in from the King Ice Desk. J.D., go ahead, please, sir. The Wells Fargo Center has released a video advertising the competitors for the Elimination Chamber, which is coming up in three and a half weeks. In the video below, you can see the local ads from uh, the chamber have been listed as follows. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, Robert Roode, and King Corbin, all battling for a shot at the Universal Championship of Bray Wyatt should he hold the Universal Championship after Super Showdown two weeks from Thursday. There is yet to confirm the comparison for the match, and of course it will take place on March 8 in Philadelphia, however, the home of our good friend Big Diesel Gregory Kramer's neck of the woods, however, at the Wells Fargo Arena in Philadelphia, if you will. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, WWE's Raw viewership improved, however, for the week, however, mind you, however. After going 2.16 last week, they went up to 2.337 this week. The first hour did 2.41 million viewers. Hour 2 did 2.39, but the final hour took a hit again at 2.20. The February 11 edition of Raw last year delivered 2.462 million viewers. Meanwhile, speaking of numbers, however, mind you, the XFL viewership is in for the opening weekend and is listed as follows, however, as we will have for you right now. The Seattle Dragons versus the DC Defenders, however, early afternoon did 3.3 million. Meanwhile, 3.29 did the LA Wildcats and Houston Roughnecks game next game late Saturday afternoon into early Saturday evening. Sunday early afternoon, 3.385 did the Tampa Bay New York Guardians game, and the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Dallas Renegades late Sunday afternoon did 2.49 million. We'll see what happens this week as Seattle and Los Angeles, however, will be both home this weekend. Seattle will be playing the Vipers on Saturday, however, at Tampa at uh, the Seahawks Stadium, however, this is Sunday, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m., while in Los Angeles at 3 p.m., Dallas will be playing L.A., however, at uh, the StubHub Center in Carson, California, just outside of L.A. on ABC. The reason why it's on uh, ABC this week is because the Daytona 500 will be, of course, coming up this Sunday, however, on Fox. Meanwhile, on AEW Dark tonight, however, here are the matches that will be going on. Riho will take on Shogo Nakajima. Hakuro Shida will take on Cassandra Golden. The Dark Order will take on Jungle Boy Marco Stunt. And Jimmy Havoc will take on the RuPaul impersonator, however, as I like to call him. And he kind of does look a little like RuPaul, but he's still a pretty good, talented wrestler, Mr. Sonny Kiss. Meanwhile, tomorrow night, however, two more matches have been signed for AEW's show, however, that will be coming up, however, in Austin, Texas. Dustin Rose is set to take on M uh, Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, and MJF and his bodyguard Wardlow have already announced, however, they have decided, however, that they will challenge, believe it or not, Jungle Boy of the Luchasaurus thing coming up, believe it or not, however, tomorrow night, however. In fact, other matches tomorrow night include these ones as well, however. 
It will be, believe it or not, however, John Moxley taking on Santana, and Riho will be taking on Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship, if you will. Next week, however, should be a pretty good show in Atlanta, however, as we'll see Cody Rhodes and Wardlow battle it out in a steel cage. Meanwhile, Kenny Omega will take on the Bastard Pac, however, a.k.a. Neville, in a 30-minute Iron Man match, of course, coming up, believe it or not, two weeks from tomorrow in Kansas City. Also, Hangman Page and Omega, speaking of which, are, will be defending their AEW tag titles tomorrow night against SoCal Uncensored of Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. There's already been talk that the Hangman might be turning full-blown heel after tomorrow night, however, and possibly cost his team on holding on to those titles as SCU might get them back around their waist. But, of course, we will keep you up to date with what's going on there. <coughs> Thank you very much, J.D. Of course, J.D. along with King NWO, Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. The 2017 Hall of Fame News Tacking. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the, in the WWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Let's see what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, uh, February the 11th. Uh, okay, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's give it there, folks, while you pull out my calculator right here, and we'll start doing some. Some, uh, and John, that's quite all right there. But uh, on this date in 1969, here in Tampa, Florida, Dory Funk Jr. defeated Gene Kanitsky to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. The win ended Kanitsky's three year run as world champion. And would begin and would be, and would begin another run. Dory would hold the NWA World Title for over four years before he was defeated by Harley Race in 1973. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, 37 years ago today, which we put it at 1983 in St. Louis, Missouri, Giant Baba defeated Harley Race to get to regain the PWF Heavyweight Title. Also, on that same day in your neck of the woods, J.D., Pittsburgh, Bob Backlund defeated Don Morocco in a Texas death match to retain the WWF title. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> on this date in 1984 in Boston, Massachusetts, Tito Santana defeated Don Morocco to win the, inter to win the WWF Intercontinental title. Excuse me about that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, on this date in 1996, WCW presented Super Brawl 6 from the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. About 7,200 were in attendance with 210,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In one of the strangest matches of all time, Kevin Sullivan defeated Brian Pillman in a I Respect You strap match in 59 seconds. And Ric Flair defeated Randy Savage in a steel cage match to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Uh, let's see here. All this on this date. Uh, let's see. Sorry about that. Uh, Eleven years ago today, which would put it, I do believe, 2000 and, 2009, I do believe, Vince McMahon announced that WWE would abandon the Survivor Series pay-per-view name. I do, I do remember hearing about that. But in June of that year, Survivor Series would still go on as planned that November. Five years ago today, which would put it at 2015, NXT presented TakeOver Rival 
from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. Two titles actually changed hands here as Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte, Bailey, and Becky Lynch in a fatal four-way match to capture the NXT Women's title, and Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn to regain the NXT title. We have some birthdays to talk about here, and we have two birthdays to talk about here today. Happy 56th birthday to former Intercontinental Tag Team Champion and 1998 King of the Ring, the world's most dangerous man himself, Ken Shamrock. Yes. He was inducted into the TNA Impact Hall of Fame the other night. You think he'll ever go in WWE's Hall of Fame? No. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, JD. And also today, happy 47th birthday to Hernandez. I would assume that's the same Hernandez that was part of LAX. I believe so, and he's known as Santana Ortiz in AEW. Also today, 19 years ago in Pittsburgh, Three River Stadium went out with a bang, no pun intended. It was on a Sunday morning, however, as the stadium, after 30-some years, was uh, imploded. Two months later, PNC Park of Pittsburgh's uh, new baseball team would open up to the public. And later that fall, however, despite what happened in 9-11, however, in early October of that year, Heinz Field, the Pittsburgh Steelers team, would be born. Also, 30 years ago today, the greatest upset in boxing history would happen when Mike Tyson would lose to James Buster Douglas in Tokyo, Japan. Douglas, of course, was a 42-1 to underdog going in. He would hold the title until October, and then Evander Holyfield would take the title off him, forcing Douglas thereafter to retire. Didn't, um, what, now, whenever, let me ask you this before we go any further. That was, that, that was a, this is a small, small question here. That after, um, Buster Douglas defeated Mike Tyson, I think well was around that time that Mike Tyson was slated to referee a wrestling match in the WWF. Yes, I, th- I think it was WrestleMania 6, the Hogan Warrior match, yes. And because Vince had gone in touch with him, I remember hearing if Bruce Pritchard said something about that, and they had to pull back at the last minute because Tyson was still distraught over the loss to Douglas. Also, it wouldn't be until a year later that the rape charges of Desiree Washington would come into play. Right, but was it also a match on Saturday night's main event, though? Yeah, he had, uh, had time that summer. Yeah, it was that summer, I think. Right, because of one, it caused, and then after Mike Tyson pulled out. Since Buster Douglas won the, the the boxing world title, right, Buster yeah. Douglas became the referee. I think it was. Yeah, I think that's okay. Okay, I thought I remember hearing something about that. Okay, thank you very much, your JD and John. That's all he's got for the wrestling history and birthdays here for today. So, J, uh, uh, JD, thank you very much for the wrestling news and views. Oh John, man, are you kidding me? Wrestling history. Sorry, and sorry. And team for the second time in as many days beat my boys in overtime. Damn it! We had that game tonight. They robbed us two to one in overtime. Oh, Murray, you dope! Why'd you let up the overtimer? You schmuck. Okay. You're, well, you guys are still in first, John. Okay. Yeah, that's why we think up some ground tonight, though. That's why we think, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman Jerry Gorilla would make a good commentator in wrestling or anything else because, no disrespect to JD, but he's got the voice. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and the gentlemen, we thank you very much for the news and the history here for tonight. Here, we thank you very much. Let's give you the number one more time: one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. It is nine forty p.m. Eastern time on, of course, Tuesday, February eleventh, two thousand and twenty. This is episode seven ninety one of W Seven US Revolution. 
in that too, by the way, excuse me. Uh, Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Of course, our live video feed. Remember tonight, ladies and gentlemen, coming to us from WWE Heel Turns. I do see that John has joined us there, as well as, of course, another uh, gentleman from uh, John Gross's uh, Pro Wrestling Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated, Mr. Eric Schwartz. And yes, Mayor Schwartz, Schwartz has always been with him. So, and will be with us tonight. So, we thank you, dear Mr. Schwartz, for joining us here tonight. We thank you very much for joining us. And I just said it again over and over. <laughs> so, here we go, here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll go ahead and start things off uh, with our, of course, our thoughts and opinions as to what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. I will start with John. And John pretty much says a very interesting show for Monday Night Raw, to say the least. The two best matches was the first match and the last match. First match was Becky and Oscar. Great opening contest. John says he loves seeing these two in the ring because they have tremendous talent in the ring together. There's no question that Becky and Oscar are the two toughest competitors in the women's division. And it showed why they had great competitive matches in <clears throat> in the Royal Rumble, of course, uh, last, last year and this year. But this match between the two was a stellar performance, so you have to give them some props. Uh, but what happened after the match, of course, NXT Shayna Baszler appears out of nowhere. Beast of crap. Uh, forgive me, John. I like to, I like to just change one word there a little bit, but I know what you're talking about. Beats the crap out of Becky. Not only not only that, I lot 1997 Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield on Becky and bites Becky's neck. I saw a picture on YouTube, and I swear to you, the way they had it in black and white, almost looked, she almost looked vampiric. I don't know if that's a real word or not. That's the way she looked. I mean, that's what she looked. She looked vicious. Uh, ooh. Boy, yeah, it was but to see, yes, to see Becky recover from the attack and call out Shayna was a fighting spirit for Becky. So Shayna signed her own death warrant against Becky. And John says you can cross, you can cross with the man, if, but if you cross with the man, you get hurt. I think JD would, I think JD kind of likes that. I think JD would agree with that. But Raw wasn't bad nor good, was what it was. John says he actually has no comments for the remainder of the card. So. And that's all he's got to say here. So, <clears throat> so thank you very much, there, John. Good, good points of view here all the way. Uh, well, I think JD, you got plenty of time to vent here if you're, of course, cooled off and warmed up. And <laughs> I am, and I'll be ready to go in just a minute. So hold on a second, though. Okay. Well, while you do that, let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and just take take care of a little bit of business right here. I will let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that t that tonight, uh, WWS Revolution 791 is being brought to you this evening by Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety. Of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD Sales Variety. Of course, a big, a wide selection, of course, of DVDs ranging from everything from seasons of different TV shows to sports, music, wrestling, and also movies of all genres, including, of course, comedy, drama. Children's and other animated movies, uh, Western, science fiction, <clears throat> uh, action, adventure, horror, you name it. It's there, ladies and gentlemen. DVDs and Blu-rays of all types. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our price list is as follows. DVDs and Blu-rays with one or two discs in each set are worth $1. Whereas, of course, all DVDs and Blu-rays with three or more discs in each set are worth $2. Uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, the big set, of course, it was the big special we have, we've had going off since before Christmas. It is still continuing to this very day. It is the four-disc oh, okay. set of movies starring the one and the only Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Of course, I'm talking about credit. I'm talking about total recall. Ladies and gentlemen, all this checked out in great shape here. Comes in a very nice looking case with a picture of Arnold on both sides. Yes, indeed. And the name Schwarzenegger on both sides. I mean, you could have beat a great deal than this. Four discs with a price of three. That set could be yours for three dollars. Like I said, if you're interested, please come and talk to me, and I'll of course tell you more about it and show you, of course, pictures of everything if you wish to see. If you wish to see everything on hand right here, of course, like I said, remember at Bulldog DVD sells a variety. You take a bite out of the cost, or you can enjoy your favorite selection. Ask the Iceman, ask Mr. Hulkamania. Like I said, great selections all around. <clears throat> uh, like I said, since July of 2019. Uh, the best selection ever here, of course, of DVDs and Blu-rays right now, even as we speak. We take a bite out of the cost. You can enjoy your favorite selection. That is, of course, Bulldog DVD sales and variety. Be sure to check it out on Facebook here today. Now let's go ahead and get back into set Revolution 791. And let's ask JD once again, easy cool dog and easy warmed up. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, WWS Radio Network exclusive, as always. The Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, of course, is never afraid to speak his mind and share his thoughts on everything going on here in the world of wrestling, including Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, the pay-per-views. Uh, you name it, he, you name it, he throws it out there, folks. And let me tell you something. If you, if you thought, like I said, um, <clears throat> um, Captain, Captain America and the Avengers taking down Thanos and the Avengers in-game was brutal, what JD has to say could possibly topple that in 10, 10 or 15 seconds tops. Ladies and gentlemen, here is, the, here is, of course, J.D. with the raw edition here of the award-winning, and I emphasize those two terms greatly, the award-winning WCWS Icebreaker. Last night, however, was a very interesting night in California, specifically the city of Ontario. And when you think of Ontario, you would think, oh, it's an Ontario, Toronto, Canada, home of our fearless brother of another mother, GTS, the King of Kings, Gerard T. Smith, near that area. Now, this was, of course, Ontario, California, if you will. Anyway, it was a very interesting night. And with a few weeks to go until, believe it or not, however, surprisingly, however, the, elim the Elimination Chamber, and also, believe it or not, however, that of Super Showdown. Let's tell you what went down. We started out the show, of course, with the Monday Night Messiah, of course, none other than Seth Rollins and his goon squad of AOPP, of Aikum and Rezar, the poor man's road warriors, wannabes, if you will, and also, believe it or not, that consisting of none other than, of course, Buddy Murphy, or as he is known now simply as, Murphy. And of course, once again, Seth, the sellout shithead Rollins and his meatball clan, however, had to find a way, however, to just continue to run their mouth, however, and then basically, however, like I said, however, call out KO, the Viking Raiders, and then Samoa Joe came out of nowhere to put the coquina clutch on Rollins. But unfortunately, however, in the end, however, <coughs> excuse me, the heels retreated to the back while Owens and the guys stood strong. Owens, Joe, and the Raiders had as well, chasing Murphy, Rollins, and AOPP to the back. But before too long, who should show up but the man herself, Becky Lynch, my girl, getting prepared for her first match of the evening, however, against the Empress Asuka and Kari Sane, the Kabuki Warriors, if you will. 
And let's just say this was a pretty good match, if you will, one of the better matches of the night. What happened afterward, I will save till the very end, because I'm going to have a major rant about that, so be forewarned, people. Be forewarned. Then we go to a tag match involving the Street Profits, the poor man's prime time, against the 24-7 champion, Mojo Ratboy Raleigh, or should I say Rob Gronkowski 2.0, since he's basically riding Gronk's coattails, and Riddick Moss. What happened there, Mojo, as far as Riddick Moss, and your uh, bodyguard, or should I say your lineman, Riddick Moss? What happened? Oh, that's right. You got beat in less than 60 seconds. And then afterward, Riddick Moss even took advantage of you there, Mojo, and took away your 24-7 title by basically sneaking up out of nowhere and pinning you 1-2-3 and becoming the new 24-7 champion. I mean, this guy's not even on the roster two weeks, mind you, and he's already won a title. What does that tell you? I wonder who made that call. Hmm. Can someone fill me in on who made that call? John? Fonzie? Chad? Gerard? Anyone in the panel? Can someone tell me who it was? I'll tell you who it was. It was none other than Bucktooth Little Beaver, none other than Kevin Douchebag Dunn, and Paul Heyman, apparently making the call, probably, on that one. Then we had the VIP lounge involving the so-called everyone's favorite ballin' man himself, Montel Fontavious Porter, however, who came out, of course, once again thinking he was that and then some. But who should show up in the lounge hour to crash the party? Yes, folks, the man who will eventually beat Brock Lesnar in 55 days from now, hopefully, the Dragon Slayer himself, Drew McIntyre. And just when he was trying to butter up uh, Drew, however, for an MVP and say he wants to be his manager representative, how Drew decided to show Mr. MVP, however, how he doesn't need the ball and man himself, if you will. As a result, he basically gave him the Claymore, however, and basically sent his head flying one way and his body in another direction, almost split in half, if you will. So next time, I think, MVP, you got to be a little careful not to... Uh, cross certain people, even though you've done it before many times before. And especially with a guy like a guy like Drew McIntyre. I think you should have learned however last time however or should know this time however, unlike last time however, you don't want to cross certain people. So if you think you had the last laugh on this night, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Apparently Drew had the last laugh on you. You thought, oh, you and uh him were gonna change everything however and you were gonna be represented by uh you know represent him uh Drew, and Drew would take you in under his wing. Well, guess what? How'd that turn out for you? Didn't turn out well, did it? Sorry. Anyway, next we have, of course, ladies and gentlemen, what happened last week involving Randy Orton and Edge the last couple weeks. And, of course, we would see later on tonight, Randy Orton probably explain his actions on why he did what he did. But I'll get to that shortly. Then, of course, we have the newest face on the roster, Angel Garza, if you will, with, of course, everyone's favorite, Mrs. Aleister Black herself, however, not other than the Wicked Witch of the West, however, the arrogant, the arrogant, pompous, big mouth, Selena Vega, taking on a guy who has not been seen on Raw in quite some time, or has been left off of Raw of late, because apparently Vince and the entire writing team have no confidence in him whatsoever, and that's Cedric Alexander. But before that match took place, Humberto Carrillo decided to get in his face of his so-called cousin and tell him what he thought of him by giving him a few shots. But what happened afterward? Oh, that's right. Apparently, Angel and Selena must have had a backup plan all along because they called security out, however, and forced Carrillo to leave ringside, however, by basically being dragged out of the building and possibly also to the back and out of the arena. 
Gee, I wonder who was the chicken shit there, I wonder. Hmm, let me think. Oh, yeah, that's right. The arrogant Selena Vega and Angel Garza how are showing again how much of a bunch of cowards they are by not staying and putting up a fight, Howard, against Garza, even though Garza tried to get a few shots in on Carrillo, Howard, before the security was called. But once again, Selena and Angel show apparently no backbone or no spine whatsoever by being a bunch of cowards, Howard, and just calling simply security, Howard, to force Carrillo out of the building, possibly, and also out of the arena altogether for the night, Howard, apparently, because they didn't want to stay and confront Carrillo, despite the fact that Carrillo last week got in the face of both Selena and also his so-called uh, cousin, Garza. But this week, however, they didn't want to deal with him, however, because they had a plan all along, and that's to try to find a way to continue to act like a bunch of arrogant a-holes. Speaking of which, let's talk about what happened after that. Oh, yes. We had an interview with Sarah Schreiber talking to the Almighty himself, however, one of Michelle's favorites. Yes, folks, none other than the brute himself, none other than bitch boy Bobby Lashley. And, of course, we would find out later in the night, Lashley, of course, with his so-called wife, the ravishing Russian herself, as I like to call her, the lackluster little uh, uh, lame-o, Lana, however, decided to run her stupid little blonde bimbo-ass mouth, however, mind you, once again, and couldn't shut up, however, by saying, however, that Ricochet, however, was lucky last week, and that Ricochet basically took her husband's opportunity, or so-called her Bobby's opportunity, by denying, um, basically stealing his opportunity away, however. Basically, Ricochet stole her Bobby's way, uh, uh, chance to face Bobby Lashley. Cry me a freaking river already, okay? Seriously. Cry me a freaking river, Lana. Why don't you just go back to wherever you came from, whether it's Russia or back to Tennessee, and find a way to just bitch a little bit more there instead of running your mouth every week like you do time and time again. But speaking of mouth, however... Then we have an interview with Rhea Ripley, believe it or not, Howard. Yes, folks, the Joan Jett punk rock girl herself, Howard, of wrestling, Howard. Talking, Howard, apparently with, I believe, uh, did she have an interview with? I can't remember. Uh, oh, uh, I forget who it was. But regardless, Howard, Sarah Logan then decides to come out. Yes, folks, the Viking goddess, her so-called self, Howard, for the first time in quite some time, actually showed up on Raw. And as a result, Howard, Sarah before that confronted Rhea in the back and told her, who do you think you are and what do you think you're doing? Well, guess what? I guess we knew what she was doing and we knew how, what she was doing there, too. Just ask, just, why don't you just ask her that question again, Sarah, and I'm sure you'll get the same treatment that you got last night. And that's basically beat with inside of 35, 40 seconds, Howard, as Rhea basically kicked your sorry little ass all over the place in quick order. But speaking of quick order, however, shortly after this, who comes out? But none other than, yes, folks, everyone's favorite little blonde little uh, bim, let's just say backstabbing little uh, bitch, if you will, the queen herself, Charlotte Flair. Oh, yes, and once again, Charlotte Flair, the effervescent clown, or the robot girl that she is, however, continues to deny again and again, however, like the little coward that she is, however, she is not accepting Rhea's challenge just yet for WrestleMania or anytime soon whatsoever. Gee, I wonder how much of a clown she really, how much clown makeup she put on prior to that coming out, however. So once again, she shows how much of a backstabbing little cuckoo she is, however, no pun intended, by basically hiding under freaking Vince's little suit coat, however, and also basically her boyfriend, or should I say her fiancé's pants, if you will. Because once again, she showed no testicular fortitude, or in this case, however, no backbone again. 
Actually, no. Strike that. Not a backbone. She showed that she has no, basically, um, I need to go to see what, besides control, uh, she has no common sense. That's it. And by that, I mean, yes, we know she's the star of Ric Flair. I mean, she's good, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that to be mean. But in this case, what is she trying to prove right now? Other than saying time and again, I am the queen. I am your robot servant. I will do whatever I want, whenever I want. Well, that tells you one thing, however. It just shows you that Charlotte, once again, however, is absolutely clueless. And the WWE, for that matter, is also clueless because we don't know yet who she will take on and when she will take on this certain person. Now, we've already thought, however, she would already have a clue as to who she would be facing, however, for the women's title. Some people thought it would be Bailey. Some people thought it would be possibly maybe Becky again. But no, we're waiting to hear her say the words, I challenge you, Rhea, for the women's title. But once again, what does she do? Oh, yeah, she shows her clown-ass ways, Howard, by basically being a conniving little bitch, Howard, and totally not answering Rhea Ripley's statement, or actually answering Rhea's challenge set forth to her. But speaking of Charlotte, Charlotte was earlier on today, the Colin Coward Show, and tonight we'll be on the backstage show coming up here in about an hour from now. Hopefully by tonight we'll finally get the answer of her accepting Rhea's challenge, unless we're going to wait until Sunday at TakeOver in Portland. But you never know. Anyway, we then had Ricochet and Bobby Lashley go at each other. Ricochet ended up being Bobby Lashley, so I have to say, sorry Bobby, it just wasn't your night, however, even though you thought it was going to be your night. Then we go to the third hour, and of course, we see Randy Orton come out, however, once again, the effervescent little snake, little sneaky, slimy, little, uh, let's just say, backstabbing little weasel that he is, however, let everyone know what he was doing. Everyone was wondering, however, if he was going to finally answer the challenge, however, that had been set forth of him only two weeks before by Edge. Would he finally answer to, as to why he attacked Edge after not giving an answer this last week? Would he finally accept to hear the truth from the WWE Universe and would the WWE Universe actually give it to him? Well, they kind of did and they kind of didn't. Matt Hardy came out and asked the same question we've all been wondering too. Why did you do what you did? Why did you attack your one friend, however, that you have been trusted for so long, however, and what kind of sense in common... Uh, things you are uh, not thinking of, or basically not uh, really uh, in the moment of a few weeks ago when you attacked Randy, when you attacked Edge Randy. What did he do? Oh yeah, he decided to leave out Matt Hardy again, however, with an RKO, just like he had done his best friend Edge, however, mind you referring to Randy, just a few weeks before. Now we heard after this, however, apparently Matt Hardy had no feeling in his arm from what I saw in the video, and I'm not sure anyone saw that video, but if they didn't, you'll have to definitely check it out. But there's also been talk that Matt Hardy, however, is done in a few weeks, however, with WWE. So if WWE is ready to finally say goodbye to Matt Hardy again, and this time maybe for good, however, this was actually a stupid, dumb way, no pun intended, to actually have him finish out his WWE career. This was actually absolutely stupid, arrogant, and totally, uh, absolutely asinine, to say the least. Then we have Aleister Black and Akira Tazal. I'm not going to say much about that, except it was quick and painless and short. And once again, Aleister Black lets everyone know, however, that basically, however, that if anyone wants to pick a fight with him, they better knock on his door. So, there you go. And then we go to the main event. 
before we get into my major rant of the evening. Seth Rollins, Murphy, Aikum, and these are the AOPP, if you will, the poor man's road wars, taking on Joe, Owens, Eric, and Ivar, a.k.a. Henson and Rowe, whatever you want to call them, in an eight-man tag. And what happens? Oh, yeah, once again, everyone's favorite Monday Night Meatball Messiah, is, I like to call him Monday Night Moron, however, Mr. Sellon himself, shithead Seth Rollins, finds a way to help his little boyfriends win with a cheap win after the referee was distracted with AOP, chasing him uh, back to the... Uh, I was, uh, the ring, uh, basically to the uh, uh, turnbuckle area before he decided to give a curb stomp, however, to Samoa Joe. Just when Samoa Joe had Buddy Murphy trapped, however, in the Kikina clutch for the second time in the evening. But once again, what happens? Oh, yeah, everyone's favorite sellout, if you will, however, the Monday Night Moron, as I like to say, shithead Seth Rollins and his boys, however, find a way to get a cheap fluke win, however, over Eric Ivar Hansen and Rowe. Yeah, let's continue that. Seth Rollins continue to blow Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn and the entire writing team every week, Howard, because once again, we didn't need to see this match for the billionth time within the last six months. Sorry about that, but I mean, seriously, how many times do we have to see for the last three weeks, time and time again, shithead Seth Rollins and his goon squad get a cheap fluke victory, and also at the same time, how many times do we have to see the same thing over and over again with the same competitors? Seriously, how many times? I mean, enough is enough, guys. Now for my major rant of the evening, and I will forewarn you ahead of time. If I do go off the rails a little bit, I will apologize. But I don't think I'm going to be able to apologize after what I'm going to say. After the Becky-Oscar match last night, we saw something that we didn't think we were going to see, let alone ever see, in wrestling history. And it has been a long time, and I think it has never happened before, let alone it has not happened in quite some time. But I don't think it has ever happened in wrestling. At least as far as I know, it hasn't happened for a long time. The so-called submission magician, the former NXT Women's Long-Term Champion, Shayna Baszler, decided to show up, and boy, howdy, did she ever make a statement. What did she do, you ask? Oh, let's take a look and see what she did. She decided to take out her mouth guard, however, mind you, which apparently I heard, I don't think she has any teeth, if I'm not mistaken. I could be right, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And decided to sink her effervescent fangs, a la Count Dracula, right into the neck and back of the head of my girl Becky Lynch and basically show no compassion whatsoever. Gee, I wonder who decided to make that call in letting uh, uh, Shayna do whatever the hell she wants. Let me think. Does anyone know whose fault that was or does anyone know whose call maybe made Shayna do that? Does anyone have an idea? Oh, I'll tell you who it was. It was that arrogant little ass-kissing little bigoted piece of crap, Vince McMahon, and his boyfriend, Kevin Dickbag, Douchebag Dunn, and Paul Heyman, who thought it was a smart thing to do. Well, I hope you're happy, you three arrogant jackasses. I hope you're real happy with what you did last night, because I'll tell you one thing. I'm sure a lot of the USA fans that were watching on camera last night in the arena, in the building in Ontario, and everywhere around the world weren't real happy about that whatsoever. So, yeah, you think you had a good start, however, to WrestleMania by building up this matchup that is going to supposedly happen in Tampa in less than two months from now by having Shayna Baszler sink her teeth in to my girl's neck, however, and make her mark early, however, instead of confront her one-on-one or basically find a way to even shove her, let alone 
give her a nudge, maybe even a punch to the face, Howard, maybe make her eyes black and blue. No, you decide to go the other way, Howard, by basically having her channel her inner contract and sinking her teeth right into the back and neck of my girl Becky and show no compassion whatsoever. So I hope you're happy, Vince. I hope you're happy, Paul. And I especially hope you're happy, too, you bucky tooth little bastard beaver, Kevin Dunn. I hope you're very happy with what you all did last night, you stupid, arrogant assholes. Because guess what, Howard? Come next Monday, Howard, if Shannon has the spallings, let alone the guts to even show up on Raw outside of Seattle, Washington, in the tiny town of Ever Washington, or in two weeks in Winnipeg or whatever, you better bet, Howard, that Becky Lynch is not going to take this line down whatsoever. So I'll tell you one thing right now. You just dug yourself a great uh, uh, self into a hole, maybe, Sheena, that you might not be able to get out of right now. So, yeah, have your little fun right now and say that you're going to beat Becky and maybe possibly uh, capture her women's title if you uh, do at WrestleMania in Tampa in less than two months from now. But I will say this, Howard. What you did last night, Howard, is going to be a cause for payback. And payback there will be coming upon you tenfold very soon. So enjoy it while you can there, Shayna. I know at some point possibly you might eventually beat my girl Becky. Possibly or something. Maybe, maybe not. But I will say this, Howard. If you think this war is over between you two, Howard, you are sorely, sorely mistaken. Yeah, you thought you had your little fun, Howard, last night after what happened back in November at Survivor Series when Becky basically put you down after you won the match at Survivor Series. Well, is this the how you decided to come back at it last night by biting Becky's neck? Well, I guess I got the answer to that. So that being said, guess what? As I said before, and I'll say it one more time, Shayna, there will be payback coming upon you tenfold, honey. And when it's all said and done, Howard, Becky's going to take your little teeth, Howard, as well as your little arm that you basically found a way to uh, knock Becky down with before you even sink your teeth into Becky's neck and basically break your arm as well as your face. So you better be prepared for a war that you can't win. So come WrestleMania, it is going to be on like Donkey Kong. That being said, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give Raw a 3.5, almost a 4 out of 10. No true words were said there. As always, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for JD for, of course, tonight's Raw edition of the WWF Breaker. We cannot wait, of course, to hear what JD has to say Thursday night on NWO Wolfpack, of course, when he gives his thoughts about AEW and NXT. And also, we may also hear some pretty interesting thoughts Friday on Revolution about SmackDown. But like I said, when JD nails it, ladies and gentlemen, he, he nails it harder than any hammer could ever do to a board. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <clears throat> a couple things here. First off, uh, I think we have somebody else coming in. Let me see who this is. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, now coming in on the line at six minutes after 10 here on Tuesday, February 11th, 2020, uh, to Revolution 791. And of course, he is the he is a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And of course, from the uh, from the NXT Wolves Collide Prediction Title Challenge back at the end of January. He became, of course, the recent champion. Uh, he became, of course, the recent WWS Heartbreak Kid champion uh, as well. Uh, of course, if you think of his other nickname here, folks, you think about think about, his, uh, think about that classic 60s sitcom, Happy Days, where, of course, one of the central characters went a little something. I actually do believe it went something just like this. It went, hey. 
Whoa, and that was fast. And we got Fonzie on the line here, of course, at 791, the revolution, as we said. Uh, JD, JD, John, and myself welcome you, Fonzie, to the show here this evening. We thank you for here indeed. John did, of course, have some comments here about what, of course, in due part to what JD just now talked about. But before we do, before we get to that, let's see if Fonzie has any thoughts and opinions about what happened. Last night on Raw, any curtain, any thoughts, Fonzie, about any of the things that did take place last night? I'm not going to call him it, but I have one thing I want to say. It was weird where Charlotte, um, Rebecca Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Oh, That's yes. That's Yes, it was. I actually That's was telling Okay. I was telling the guys here earlier, Fonzie, I actually saw a picture someone posted on YouTube. It was the aftermath of that when they showed a picture of Shayna with, I guess, blood from Becky Lynch's neck uh, all, all around her mouth. I mean, she almost looked yeah. vampire, vampiric, if you will. So kind of vicious there. Yes, indeed. Uh, but but well put there, Fonzie. Thank you very much, here, sir. Let's see some of the commented editorial that John has here, of course, as a result, of course, of J.D.'s icebreaker. Uh, and JD, I mean, John always has some pretty decent, pretty good thoughts, some really good thoughts about the, about, of course, everything here. Uh, <clears throat> let's go and see what John has to say. Let me get down to the point. There you go, Vince. You have gone way too far again. You think the world is all about you. You and Kevin Dunn have to continue to bury the WWE over and over again. It is not 1997 anymore. But Vince, what have you done lately to your WWE? Uh, of course, John's still saying you started the, the tracks 21 years ago when you let someone kill Owen Hart and also let someone kill Benoit as well. <clears throat> Let's see here. And then you change it to TVPG and you said no blood, no hardcore, no gore, uh, no, no TV 14. And that's really what's hurting WWE right now is that, is that aspect of it right here. And then you changed Raw to three hours long because of your arrogance and all of your money. You've been doing the same BS all over again. That's why stars like Sam Punk, John Morrison, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Alberto Del Rio, Cody Rhodes, and Goldust, AJ Lee, Emma, Enzo, and Cashway, Barrett, Jack Swagger, Ryback, Ty Dillinger, Harper, and now possibly Matt Hardy and some more people are going out the door because they had talent, but you never believed in them. The reason why John says he's, he's doing this mad rant is because of what, obviously what JD and Fonzie did just mention, of course, and that was, of course, what Shayna Baszler actually did to Becky. Then what you and then what did you also do? You change the WWE Network and you watch all the re, you watch all the rewriting storylines from WCCW 87-88, Attitude Era 97-98, WCW 99-2001, ECW, NWA, and others. Uh, and of course, you've given Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Lana, R2, Seth Rollins, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte. Corbin, the red carpet, others like Braun Strowman, Oscar, Kari Sane, Rusev, Alistair Black, Ricochet, Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dana Brooke, KOs, Samoa Joe, the Viking Raiders, the New Day, Carmella, Mojo, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, and all the others have you been have been put into catering and you're not having any creative for them. Vince, is you want to come a day in your life? And J John says, he, of course, he has watched wrestling for about 20 years. And Vince, what the, when the FBI finds the drugs and looks at them, here we, I think John is going to, <laughs> the police will raid you and arrest you for what you've done. Here we go again. Oh, boy. John's coming up with a good one here. Some good ones here. 
Uh, let's, let's might as well wait here because I think John has got a few more things he's got to say here. But there is another story I yeah. wanted to get everybody's thoughts on. But actually, I just now that that just now uh, uh, saw. Uh, yes, by the way, for John, John's thoughts here. More of John's thoughts here. Uh, go ahead, Fon. Go ahead, Fonzie. Uh, can we, if if JD is up to it tonight? I want to be, I'm up to it. Can we do our rematch? You want to, Where work, we on, left you off want to work on, you want to work on getting more of this rematch done? Because we uh, haven't been, we forgot all about it when that one day, when uh, he lost signal, remember? Well, yeah, that, yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that is, that is right. Uh, we can get uh, it. I think tomorrow night we could do it. Tomorrow night would be a good night, I think. I'll Whatever you, I don't care. Tomorrow night, time well, me. we'll do that tomorrow night. You, you want to set you so in other words, you want to line up for tomorrow night? Yeah. Okay. Well, well then, ladies and gentlemen, you heard Fonzie say here. Fonzie raised a very good point. We were, of course, on the verge of finishing up, ladies and gentlemen, to match here for in the NWA US. Uh, um, War Games Championship and the WWS 24-7 Championship with JD defending the belts against uh, the Heartbreak Kid Ponzi and nice belts by the way. Uh, but, uh, but of course, uh, by the way, guys, I, I thought I will go and let you know that both these belts are still in my possession. Because the, the belts are still in my possession because, like I said, we have not decided their winner. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> We had yeah, we had not decided a winner. I mean a winner. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so tomorrow night on Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, after we take care, of course, of all of our business at hand, we will, of course, continue that, of course, between JD and Fonzie. And once for all, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, crown a new NWA, once again, an NWA US War Games champion and a WWE US 24-7 champion. The question is, will JD hold on to the belts? Or will Fonzie, of course, re, uh, be able to recapture them? We'll find out on 792 of Revolution tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, 138055 pounds. Be sure to check that out here indeed. Of course, let's see what John has to say here once again. And uh, I think he did add a couple more things while we were talking here. And John said, that when you, okay, hold on. Whoa, John, easy, bud. I need to go back here, here a little bit. And when you're found guilty for the lies, the murder, the cheating, the racism, the abuse, and all the others, you will not only be having the affair with the divas, but your affair will also be with Big Bubba. Oh, boy, here we go, Big Bubba. When Bubba gets to you and you drop the soap, Bubba's going to be all over that body of yours. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. I don't I don't think we want a picture of that. No, 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 no. We don't want a picture of that. And then when you're stuck with Bubba in there, you're going to be thinking of all the abuse, all the racism, all the cheating that you've done. Uh, to your wife and all the other stupid dumb things you did when you let Becky when you let uh, Becky Lynch get bitten by Shayna, or maybe you could end up being homeless while the WWE goes out of business. And you might ask for money, but then someone will say, "I don't want to give you any money." And this is coming from John here, folks. And I tell you what, if you thought JD's commentary, of course, was brutal, John's right here is 100%. Uh, uh, well, well, bust a move, as they say. Uh, 
you're the reason why WWE has dropped out out of first place. John, that's a very good point. That is a very good point. Vince, you're spiraling down. It's time for you to retire and go to an old folks home. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been long overdue for that. But, uh, okay, let's, or if you continue to do this, we will, we will, we will of course, come to your house, bang, bang on your car, bang on the headquarters, break your office if we have to, or set it on fire until you actually change your mind. Well, John, I don't think you can change your mind if you don't have one anymore. Ooh, now that's cold. Eh? That's cold. And have, or have every single WWE fan protest in the middle of the streets. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. You know, you're a diehard wrestling fan. I'm surprised that hasn't happened at all. You've lost, you've lost your mojo. Why AEW has got it. Cody Rhodes, Neville, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and all the other wrestlers are doing so good. What are you doing, Vince? Yeah. <coughs> You're not doing anything. Your son-in-law has still got NXT, and NXT is still alive. And still keeping the WWE afloat. So Vince, it's time for you to grow up, or if not, you, Kevin Dunn, and Paul Heyman will all have a will all have a permanent home, and that is in jail. Ooh, ooh, I like that. John, you tell it like it is, I mean, or a mental institution. Now, that, that's even better. I would think that. that's even better. I'm sure y'all would agree with that as well. I think that's even better. Oh, I'm sorry. And John said, that's all he's got right there. Thank you very much, there, John, for that. Guys, I wanted to comment on a story here I just now read. I just got in here from the courtesy of Wrestling Inc. Uh, of course, we've been talking about here. Um, obviously, you know, they're hyping up next year's WrestleMania, which is going to be, as J.D. has been mentioned, in Los Angeles. Apparently, they may have a – they're talking about a possible match to take place. Yeah. And that, too, by the way. They're talking about a match that, that will possibly that, – that, you know, that, that they might be, you know, like they're thinking a lot of people might want to see. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. And let's go ahead and bring this here to you. Uh, this is coming from Wrestling Inc., courtesy of Mark Middleton, who's actually posted this here today. Uh, apparently, we have a match, like we said, talking about WrestleMania 37 here. I'm not going to give – I'm going to tell you what it is just yet, but when, when I start reading it here, you'll, you'll hear who, who they're talking about here. With the way WWE has been hyping WrestleMania 37 up with a Hollywood theme, could that be – the place for the dream match between, let me have a drum roll, please. Thank you. Between The Rock and Roman Reigns. As noted earlier, WWE held the WrestleMania 37 press conference earlier today at SoFi Stadium in Hollywood Park in Eaglewood, California. 
which is in the Los Angeles metro area. Reigns and current Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch were the two superstars that appeared for the event. Uh, there's a there's a one page if you want to see the, the the full recap, also a full video, and also more, including shots of Becky Lynch wearing a bandage on her neck uh, to sell the bloody bite from Shayna Baszler last night on Monday Night Raw. Uh, okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, Fernando Ramirez of NBC San Diego tweeted the clip below of Reigns commenting on a potential match between Big Dog and the Great One. Reigns said that he that that a match between the two would be the would be perfect for the event. And here is Roman talking here. He's saying, "I said it earlier, man. If there's a stadium to hold, hey DJ, check it out. Not bad, right? I mean, everyone always always dream matching me and him." First of all, we're family, so it's all love. But if there was going to be an event for him to compete in, to perform in, a venue to hold right that nice scale of that he's doing. What he said. I got it right here. I said it earlier, man. If there, if there is a stadium to hold, hey, DJ, check it out. Not bad, right? I mean, I, I, you know, what is it? I mean, everyone's always, you know, dream matching me and him. First of all, we're family, so it's all love. But if there was going to be an event, for him to compete in, to perform in uh, a venue to hold that mass scale uh, of attention that he's gonna bring. It's right here in your backyard. You know what I mean? You ain't gotta go far. Thank you, Ted. Yeah, and this is what that's what Robert Reigns said of Rock possibly working the grandest stage of the mall next year, of course, in 2021. Reigns also took to Twitter and commented on his day at the stadium. Officials said they are around 85% done with construction, which was going on during the press conference. WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon and others at the press commented on how unique and iconic the stadium is ahead of the official opening this July. Reigns tweeted and said it's amazing to see the progress of the stadium. Pleasure to announce at WrestleMania 37 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Amazing to see the progress of this place. Can't wait to get y'all in next year. Hashtag West Coast. This was, that was created by Roman Reigns. WrestleMania 37 will take place at SoFi Stadium in Hollywood Park on March 28, 2021. 2021 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place on Thursday, March 25th. So, of course, next year. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. From the Staples Center in Los Angeles. SmackDown will be that Friday. NXT TakeOver on that Saturday. And then that Raw on Monday will also take place in the Staples Center. WrestleMania 37 access will take place that week in the Los Angeles Convention Center. And some good pictures here as well on the story here as well. Uh, the heartbreak kid Fonzie had to leave us here. Um, but uh, but uh, hopefully he'll be back on here. Hopefully here, if, if, if uh, let's make it on by, by the rest of the night, and we'll talk at, we'll talk at him here, of course, hopefully tomorrow. But JD, let's get your thoughts on this. I mean, could we possibly see? And John, I'll ask you this here too. Could we? Could we possibly see your uh, a match between The Rock and Roman next year at WrestleMania? It depends on what The Rock is doing filming wise. I could see it happening. I mean, if they are going to do something, how it could also be maybe possibly The Rock and Roman teaming up against, say, someone like maybe uh, possibly maybe. Uh, Seth Rollins and maybe possibly uh, 
one of the NXT guys like Adam Cole. I mean, then that leads me to my next thought, however. I mean, like I said, however, uh, we could play, uh, if you want to do this, and maybe, John, if you want to get in this too, uh, what could be your dream, what could be the matches that you highlight in the next year? What could be the big matches that would be highlighted next year at WrestleMania? Which ones would you be ones to watch out for next year? Let's see what he has to say here. First off, John said he does. He does. He actually. He actually hopes that it does take place. Um, that with the one between the Rock and Roman. I mean, obviously that's one that's been being talked about for it. And they're already this year's hadn't even happened yet. They're already talking about next year's, which is quite interesting. It's, it, it, I mean, are they Does this lead to believe, or do you think that they're worried about this year's WrestleMania while they're talking about next year's already? I think so. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. John says right now the only dream card that he wants for next year is the Rock versus Roman. The only one he wants to see. Um. But um. I mean, I personally like to see that match. If in fact, of course, the Rock. I'm sure the Rock was. It still stays in great shape. I mean, obviously. You know, I would definitely would like to see him. I would like to see him get. I would like. I would like to see him compete. Maybe, and who knows that? Who knows? They may even consider. They may even probably consider putting him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. If they don't put him, in, so unless they, unless unless there's something else being talked about that, I don't know. Um, John says he actually mentioned another match. Now. I mean, personally, this would be a pretty, uh, this would be a killer match. It looks good here, John. Uh, one, one thing he says that, that would probably, he says it has to happen next year. He would mind seeing a match between Rollins and Edge. That's pit upon, no, I mean, is Edge still going to compete next year? I mean, we don't even know that. I mean, because, I mean, I mean, sure, Edge is obviously, you know, he was he was clear to to maybe fall at the Rumble. He looked good at the Rumble this year. I mean, obviously they're possibly going for a match between him and Orton, but maybe at WrestleMania, I don't know. Uh, and John said that he should have possibly done that one, done that one this year possibly. But John says that if they don't do Rollins and Edge, he's thinking possibly Rollins versus CM Punk. Now that would be a good match. That's a WrestleMania yeah. worthy match. Because John actually says that he's seen some rumors that that match might happen next year. John says he's just, well, John, that's a good point. I mean, me personally, could we see next year, but maybe for the first time in a while, could we see possibly the first one without involving Brock? In a while, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing one without Brock for a little while. Because the last several you've had with Brock, in, I don't think a lot of people really want to see him compete that much. I mean, will, will someone actually knock him off this year to get that belt? And like I said, you know, if it, it, seeing that Claymore that uh, – now, I saw the video today on YouTube of Drew McIntyre doing that Claymore on, uh, on MVP. MVP. Oh, that was good. Now that was very good. I like that. And actually, it almost sounded like he was sounding more and more like he was going along with the fans. 
I mean, because the fans were actually solidly behind Drew McIntyre. They feel that he has the potential to beat Brock. I feel he has the potential to beat Brock. I want him to beat Brock. I don't know about anybody else, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. But that's just me. So, John says that possibly if they did do one, if they did a match with Brock next year, he would he would mind seeing Brock wrestle John Cena one more time. Now I don't know if Cena would want to. I mean, is it? I mean, is it just me, or was it has it been like? To deal with the rock and the fact that Cena really hasn't paid any attention to wrestling at all, that he's just primarily been focusing on the movies and being on these talk shows and everything. Of course, he's hyping up that new Fast and Furious movie coming out. So, um, I mean, could 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 that happen possibly? I I don't know. What's that? What's that? What's that? Well, he now he's he's on that possibly maybe if they did it one more time next year. Maybe Brock versus Cena. No, no, I don't see that happening. It could yeah. happen, but you never know. Yeah. I don't see it happening. And John's actually also now. John raises another good point right here too. Uh, he would like to see an NXT title match at WrestleMania. I would too. I think this will give the NXT more and more exposure, in my personal opinion. Unless they, unless like I said, unless any of the NXT, because if they do a takeover before WrestleMania, I don't know if they would include them in WrestleMania, would they? I mean, I mean, I would think. I mean, I would. I've been thinking. I mean, but these are some tough. I know this is a year off, but I mean, these are these are some good questions. These are some good, good valid points here. I mean, right now, what you got to think about is what you're going to do for WrestleMania this year. Like, for example, the Hall of Fame. And JD, of course, did mention yesterday on Raw Radio, or he told me last night, that no Hall of Fame inductions were announced at all. Okay. Um, only likes the other than what they announced before Christmas, and that's obviously Batista's going in, and the NWO, represented by Hogan. Paul, Nash, and X-Pac. Those four are going in as representatives of the NWO. I mean, who else? I mean, I mean, who else could they put in? I mean, how many are they going to put in this year? I mean, it's a big question. I mean, I don't know who else. I, I mean, there's a lot of guys that deserve to be in it, but that doesn't mean they're probably they're going to follow through with that. I don't think. I mean, we've we've thrown out names many, many, many times as to who should go in. We've thrown out the bull, British Bulldog. They've done petitions on Facebook like crazy over the years. JD, you know, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, Michael Finney, uh, uh, the leader of that movement. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And I mentioned, uh, and I mentioned, I mean, we talked about so many guys who deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame. The Brian Pelman, I mean, we talked about. Pillman, yeah, Pillman deserves it. Uh, will Owen go in at some point? You think? Yeah, I think he has to. I mean, I, I mean, keep in mind that several people. 
I'm sorry. Please, please go. Please go ahead. So does um, a guy like Madam TA go in? You know? Yeah. You let Flair induct him, maybe. But I'm sure Flair still has the connections to WWE. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, obviously it would have been sweet to see Dusty do it, of course, but sadly Dusty passed away. Um, and actually, actually, Mitt Patah, who's on our live video feed, actually made a pretty good point in, in talking about, of course, the NWO going into the Hall of Fame. He's got a question here, and maybe, J.D., you'll have to throw some light on this. Why didn't the big show and Eric Bischoff included in that induction? You know, that's a very good question. I mean, Bischoff was, uh, I think, the, both came in early on, shortly after Hall Nash and Hogan started their thing. I don't know if they want to do those guys just yet. I do think, however, that at some point the big show should go in. He could go in this year, maybe. Bischoff, I don't know. I mean, I think there's still some questions about the way he came off as back in the day and the way he always uh, kind of uh, took jabs at WWE. Another guy who should be considered is Paul Heyman, you know, manager, promoter, that sort of thing. Right. I mean, obviously, we name all these names, but I still say there's one fellow that who is long deserving we've said it over and over and over and over and over again that deserves to go in more than anything and that's the undertaker yep the taker needs to be also be in there or needs to be considered and maybe WWE has yep. possibly thrown that out several times and maybe he's turned them down i don't know um about 30 minutes ago i wanted to mention something here as well uh, Justin Lewis Fleming, who is, of course, a GM of WWS Fan Empire and also a member of of, uh, of John's group here as well, mentioned something. Um, uh, this is an imp this is a story related to Impact Wrestling, but I'll go ahead and bring it up. Uh, apparently, we I mean, we may have a, possibly a new Knockouts champion. Yes, Jordy and Grace. Yes, you did win. Yes, she did. Yes, okay. Now, who was holding it? Was it John Morrison's wife that was holding it for a while? Taya Valkyrie, yes, I think so. Okay. I'm trying to, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find out, yeah, it's a Tessa Dreamer. Yeah, I think she, yeah, Taya was, it was actually, yeah, Taya, and yeah, Jody and Grace, yeah, Jody and Grace won tonight, yes, she defeated Taya. Okay. Valkyrie. Right. Okay, th th thank you, thank you very much, there, JD. Um, also, John mentioned a non-related, uh, non-wrestling-related story here. Eight years ago today, 2012, we actually lost somebody. We lost uh, Whitney Houston on the stage. Right, and they also said now, however, that they said tomorrow night that uh, uh, Leo Rashar and Angel Garza will go head to head, however, to determine the new number one contender for Jordan Devlin's title tomorrow night on NXT. Do you know who's involved in it? No, it's the number one contenders match, Tower announced Tower. Whoever wins will face Jordan Devon, but it'll be uh, Leo Rush and Garza going at one on one. So it's Gar so it's Leo Rush and Angel Garza with the winner to Yeah, face the winner Devin. will face the Irish ace. Yes, Jordan Devon. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Nick Patel also says on our live video feed in reference to what we talked about with The Undertaker, he says he strongly believes that The Undertaker is going into the Hall of Fame by himself, and he also believes the whole Hall of Fame ceremony would be a tribute show to him. Well, I mean, you got to acknowledge the others there, Mitt. I mean, I mean, I don't think it would be just for one man. I mean, he may be the headliner, possibly. It might not be Tisa. He's saying what we were talking about with the possibly the Undertaker going into the hall to the Hall of Fame. He's saying that he's actually that he believe that he believes that Undertaker is going to go in there by himself, and he believes that the whole Hall of Fame ceremony should be a tribute show to him. I mean, I have Becky's uh, video clip meant, from earlier today. This is what Becky had to say earlier today. All right, please go ahead. And let's hear what Becky has. Yeah, just call me Becky the Vampire Slayer. Now, how'd you get the Becky? You know, is that even a legal move? It's not a legal move, right. but it wasn't. It wasn't in a match. I had just completed a match. I right. completed a very, a very hard fought match. I was exhausted at the end of that. That is one of the the biggest things that I think I've ever pulled out. And it was a match that I was very happy with, very proud of, and to have it ruined like that, to have it ruined by Kenny, by somebody who wanted to make a name for himself. But that's it. That's that's what people do. That's what people have done since the moment I stepped into. People have been trying to make a name uh, for themselves off, off my back, but uh, and they so they were talking about obviously the, the thing that she the fight she suffered from Shane the last night, apparently. Yes, okay, she said, Call her Becky the Vampire Slayer. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's almost it almost matches if you think about it. Uh, John did. That he says if Triple H is not involved in wrestling at WrestleMania 36 this year, then it's the first time since 1995 that he's never wrestled at a WrestleMania. Yeah, because I think he's taking more of the executive role this year. Well, that leads me to wonder. I mean, like I said, I mean, like I said, we already got a couple matches listed so far. I mean, right now. Hold on a second. Uh, Dang it, dang it, dang it. Right now, so far, we've got, I mean, like I said, right now, so far, we, we have no matches listed. We only have one match listed so far, however. Possibly maybe two after this weekend, mind you, for WrestleMania. But like I said, let's take a look and see what WrestleMania 37 looks ahead to next year. Right now, The Miz even said he wants to headline WrestleMania 37 next year. He's already says he wants to, and this is the story. The Miz is looking to get back into next year's WrestleMania, main event, next year's WrestleMania, it says, uh, following today's WrestleMania 37 press conference, Miz posted to Instagram to share a piece of fan art featuring for next year's show and said the following, WrestleMania is going to Hollywood next year. If I don't main event, I quit. You mean to tell me that if he doesn't is not involved in any way, shape, or capacity with main event in next year's WrestleMania, he quits WWE. He says if he doesn't main event next year in Los Angeles, then he plans on quitting. I wonder if at the same time next year if he plans on honoring that if that happens. Yeah. I would like to hear if, if he actually will honor that that statement. But we'll have to wait and see. 
Uh, of course, like I said, they have a year to think. They have a year to probably put all this together. So at least not, I mean, at Stephanie least he, was there today. Becky and Roman was there today. In fact, there was a picture of Becky, and I don't have Instagram. And I'm looking at a picture of Becky and Roman in the background, a picture of the stadium in the background, and then there's a group shot of all. Uh, I'm, just, I'm trying to think. Let's see this picture. Yeah, it's uh, Becky. I guess uh, I guess Becky. Yeah, Becky, Stephanie, Roman, I guess the mayors of L.A. and Inglewood are in the picture, too. And I guess the yeah, chief brand officer, however, Stephanie man, addressed the media today, however. I guess Stephanie was there, however. I guess Hunter wasn't there because he was maybe down full sail and couldn't fly out to L.A. But uh, cool. Stephanie's supposedly going to be on tonight, however, I guess, supposedly on, um, what was the name of that show? I can't even remember. Uh, backstage, so we backstage. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, how, what's your, what's your, but let me, let me ask you about that now, since it's been on your, your personal opinion, how do you think that show has, has fared since, since it started in your opinion? I think it's, I think it's struggling. I really do. I mean, yes, once in a while you'll have CM Punk come on, uh, and you'll have big guests like Charlotte Flair, like Becky, like Sasha. I, I just don't think it's working. It really isn't. The ratings are tanking every week. They really are having a tough time how are getting people to watch. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the view. I mean, looking at the viewership. I mean, this. I mean, like I said, how where is it? Uh, viewership for backstage. Okay, here's the story. This was, like I said, last the February 4th show. They did 97,000 viewers from the week before. And a 0 0.5 rating. This was the week before. It ranked 195. That was, like I said, February 4th last week, however. Like I said, however, like I said, next week it says here, however, it says here, we'll have CM Punk and Charlotte Flair on the show. Supposedly we'll see if it'll crack $100,000. It says, this is an announcement, but it's rolled better than the 49,000 viewers that the show brought during its debut episode. You know, they did 49,000. But the thing is, though, uh, January 23rd, okay, here's... The viewership on January 23rd, okay? Here's the show. So January 7th, 124,000 viewers with a 004 rating in the 1849 demographic. That's January 7th, the first show of the new year. January 14th, 84,000 viewers with a 003 rating. January 21st, the Tuesday night before the Royal Rumble, 111,000 viewers. I mean, those were your first three shows, are plus, like I said, the last two weeks as well. So far, 2019 total, since it's across since the official premiere, uh, 1.06 million. Average, however, 117,777. Like I said, Howard, it's, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, they did a premiere of 49,000 viewers on November 5th, Howard, but like I said, Becky's uh, thing did 111,000 viewers, and like I said, it was up from the week before of 84,000 viewers on the 14th. But like, hmm. if you look at those ratings the last five weeks, however, six shows, and I can't remember a couple of the other shows, but still. I'm sorry, it, it's not doing anything. It really is not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're, they're right. trying to keep it, keep things interesting because they're able to go up against the late night shows and everything like that. I understand that. Okay, here we go. Here's more. I mean, here's more talk about the backstage. Okay, this is published a month ago. The Christmas, uh, December 31st edition of Backstage. This was New Year's Eve, okay? 
97,000 viewers. Christmas mm -hmm. Eve did 153,000 lines. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The December 17th show, however, did not finish in the top 150 for the night. The New Year's show finished 124. Mm -hmm. You think about it, it was going up against Tower, like I said, however, uh, like I said, Tower, New Year's Eve. But like I said last week, okay, here's the story last week, okay. Uh, where is it? Uh, what, okay, last week's show, this was the February 5th show, ranked 145. 145 among cable show originals for the night. Now, uh, like I said, how it's on my mouth here. I'm just trying to get this thing on my mouth here. I mean, not bear with me. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this week's backstage, this was on, uh, do you know what I'm Okay, yeah, here we go. This week's backstage, however, ranked 141 on the cable top 150. Last week's show did not make the top 150, but the episode before that, this was January 14, we're talking. Ranked 124. This, of course, featured the return of CM Punk after a few weeks off. Triple H and Mick Foley were recorded in a pre-recorded segment to discuss the Rumble Fight of 2000 from Madison Square Garden, and Becky Lynch was the special guest. Now, tonight you got Stephanie and Charlotte on. Hopefully, you get something positive. I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. It's just so, they're struggling. I, I think it's, they're just barely getting by. However. Mm -hmm. Now, now I actually saw the, and I posted this on YouTube. I, I posted the video off of YouTube on the Revolution Radio Facebook page uh, when they had a, that segment here. They brought in uh, Drew McIntyre and started asking him questions about, of course, as of course, since he won the Rumble and earned a shot to face Brock and everything. Uh, moments like that. I mean, I mean, there's. I mean, is that does that does little does little things like that normally uh, uh, kind of kind of kind of appeal to to the uh, to the wrestling fans there? Indeed, uh, um, I mean, do you think statements like this kind of work work out work out better in your opinion? No, I don't. And like I said, what, April nine is when? What day is it? What day is April nine? April nine is. Hold on, I can tell you. Give me just a second here, and I'll. And, uh, oh, let me, I, oh, it's I, a Thursday. It's a Thursday. I got it. I got it. It's Thursday. Oh, it's a, oh, it is. Yeah, I got. It. Yeah, it's yeah because the Easter is the twelfth hour, if you remember. It is, it is. okay. Yeah. And okay. they're bringing back total bells for the fifth year in a row. Why? Why are you trying to do total bells and shove it down our throat again? When you're going to have Nikki, it says the network, and like I said, how you're going to have. Artem and, and, and Nikki and Artem, however, talk about their engagement, and then Nikki expecting, and then Bree and Daniel, Bree, Daniel and uh, Birdie, however, along with their new dog, however, not Josie, I forget the new dog's name, however, basically it says, this will be like Nikki's first child Bree sells two-year-old dog Birdie with yeah. Brian, however. In fact, I have the clip here from the soundbite that's coming back with this toast, this coming, this is what they had to say in the preview, I'll play the soundbite for you now. I have never in my life had such a passionate connection with someone. Lower, lower. Yeah. You're a girl, but I really like you being a part of this family. Can I open? Oh my god! 
It's fine that Birdie comes first, but Daddy comes number four. I hate to say this, but I don't want another child. I know I could be happier. I know I could have a better marriage. You think you and Brian are meant to be? Don't stay because you have children. It does do more damage than good. <laughs> and his eyes exploded with another guy. Am I going to be stuck in something that I don't want to be in? Do you think you might be pregnant? I'm three days late. Are you being serious? Yeah. I have to say something. Twins pregnant at the same time? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? So is Mama. Total Bella. The new season starts Thursday, April 9th. Only on E. Okay. Hmm. Now, first off, I'm sorry. The Bellas... I mean, do we really want to see the Bellas do another year? No. I'm sorry. We don't. As much as, I mean, they're not going to wrestle ever again. Neither one of them. I mean, there's talk. I mean, there was some talk, I think we mentioned a couple of months ago, or I mentioned it sometime earlier this fall, this last fall, there was talk that they might put them in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. No. Do they deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame? No, they do not. I'm sorry. They're too no no that 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 they're too soon. I can even agree with that. They have maybe been in next year. Next year maybe. Next year I could see it being in L.A. Yes, but not this year. Hmm. Oh. And also on the next season of uh, Total Bellas, watch as the Bella Twins get it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Artem and Daniel. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's ask on the question, and let's ask everyone the same question, and we can ask them again like, this later in the week. What do you think about the Bells returning to TV, number one? And number two, do the Bells go in next year? Uh, do they come back to wrestle? If it's a one... No. No. You know who I heard they're talking about bringing back and they're trying to repackage and I just I didn't mention it this last week or two? They're talking about bringing back the Moronics, Billy Kane and Payne Royce, in a new gimmick. They've done nothing with them forever. Of course, also, they could also, if you recall these little thing, matchups here that I've that done on, that I got off of YouTube and did, like that one I did last, last week, you know, what, t- ponder this for a second. Uh, one, 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 one of two situations, and both of them are involving the Iconics, unfortunately. Either the Iconics versus the Bellas, or the Iconics versus Lake Cool. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. It's a possibility. Yeah. Two, I wouldn't do both. I, mean, I, would just, I would just do one of them, but I mean, I don't know which one you would do. I mean, so, but uh, John says John says he has no comment because it's Vince's crazy sick mind. So, I mean, I agree with John on that. I mean, it is it was yeah. crazy, but you know what I you know what I did but, here today though. You know what you know what I did here though. There's already talk that AEW might be doing the show. They haven't said anything yet, but I know Cody did an interview recently. They're talking about doing AEW in Europe, like in the UK and everywhere. At some point this year. They Are want they to do really? like a UK tour. They're talking about it. I read it somewhere before. Let me, yeah. Cody says that they, 
JR was just, just got back from the UK, however, and I guess they're going to try to talk to Tony Khan about that. At some point this year, they might do a UK tour thing, which would be pretty cool, I think. Are they ready to go over there? I think so. They're popular over there from what Cody said. However, it says possible plans for a mini tour. Yeah, it's from Wrestling Inc. In fact, I'll pull up the article right now. Because I just read this a couple about an hour ago. Uh, right before we got oh. on the air. This is the story. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. Here. Give me a minute, people. And no, I am not uh, uh, grinding my beans, shall we say. Oh, that sounded oh, wrong. Oh, <laughs> it did. Yeah. Now this now Mitt uh, also has said a couple of things here. That of course he did confirm what you said, JD. That he heard some of the icons were being repackaged, but he was also talking about in the thing we were talking about earlier about the Undertaker. He said, "How about we see the Undertaker versus Chuck Norris for a one-off?" No, you know what's <laughs> going to be. I'll tell you the person I said I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The person I think that would make sense. Could be Alistair Black in The Undertaker. Do it this year. Let the Taker pass the torch to Alistair Black and let Alistair Black take over the locker room now. Because he's that dark character. You do that match, that would be a good maybe 10, 15 minute match. You could do that, and that would get the crowd talking a little bit. Because Alistair Black, however, can uh, continue to just portray himself as a tweener, and then maybe, like I said, have Taker stays to face. But like I said, Alistair Black's been a tweener. As of like because of his promos, but if you want to do something big, that's what you do. I feel. Okay. What well, else? And John and oh oh John is actually talking to one of his guys. He says, "Mint, get the hell out of here. Taker versus Taker versus Norris would not happen. Chuck Norris is seventy nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> and Taker is forty seven. A combined age of one twenty six in the ring. Or no." Taker's 51. Take, I was wrong. Taker's 51 because he'll be 52 or 53 this year. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Continental. We don't want uh, we, we don't want uh, fake teeth and uh, walkers. Sorry there, guys. Not tonight. Well, John, John says, actually, he's, Undertaker is 54. He'll be 55 in, in next month. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been in the business long enough. It's time to retire. Well, he's been there even before he was in the WWF. I mean, he was in the business. So well, he started in Texas. I mean, he worked there, and then he also did he did some work in World Classes, Texas Red, how World Class Championship Wrestling. He also did WCW. That's where he got to know Paul Heyman when he was me, Mark Callis. I mean, there yeah. you go. Good old Texas Red. Sorry, no more. Yes. Uh, but yeah. But speaking um, of Texas, that's where AEW will be tomorrow night in Austin, ladies and gentlemen. And that is home of the Longhorns. Hook'em Horns. That's right. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the next edition of Total Bellas, uh, we get to actually see full full stream how the Bella Twins got pregnant. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, oh, Nikki oh, said, I, rem- I think I remember reading, Nikki said in an interview, she and Artem got pregnant because Nikki, they went on, I guess, a romantic uh, holiday or whatever it was. However, I guess I had heard that story, that she got pregnant, I heard, however, when they were in Paris, or when they got back from Paris. Brie, I don't remember hearing how she and Daniel, I think it was before Christmas or maybe Thanksgiving this past year, I think she's due in May or June. So they're real close with one another as far as... Uh, 
with the kids. I think they're about a week apart from one another about their yeah. kids. But this will be, like I said, the second one for Bree and Daniel if they, in fact, go on with it. This will be Bree's – this will be Nikki's first, though. Right. And, of course, based upon when you said each of these happened, uh, uh, <clears throat> apparently with uh, apparently with Bree and all that, Daniel Bryan stuck his drumstick right there inside uh, Bree's turkey hole. <laughs> yeah. And, he actually uh, used his. He, he he was he was using. Let's just say, he uh had goat powers, shall we say? And actually, guess what? Also, and while they were doing, Daniel was saying, "Yes, yes." yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bree. That was that was Bree. Come on, that was Bree. Let's get real here. But, but she couldn't put her. She couldn't put her fingers up, man. Yeah. But he had to do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But, right. True. <laughs> But Nikki, of course, you said. It was and then mommy. next, you know, Bertie walked yeah, in. Bertie said, "Well, I hate to be mean, but Bertie uh, walked in and says, Mom, what does yes mean? Oh, that's what Daddy was doing in the ring, and that's what. Never mind. I'm not even going to touch it.' And then, of course, and of course, that's for Nikki and Artem. Well, actually, Artem had a taste for peppermint, so he actually tied a candy cane to his to his to his uh, schlong, and then. Well, he's, he's a, okay. well. Talk about, do you know, talk about this, as much as we rip on this guy. And he was a half-decent wrestler back in the day. Even though he didn't do much in the ring, he was bigger in Japan than he was in the States. Do they put John Laronitis in now? Yeah, John Laronitis was one of the dynamic dudes with Shane Douglas back in the WCW in the early 90s. Do you put Laronitis oh, in, well, in Japan? I mean, I'm talking about Arden. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Laronitis. Do you put Laronitis in? Oh God! Uh, but of course, he couldn't hear. He couldn't hear him because all he says, "Yes, yes, yeah." <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I I had heard the story behind that actually. Oh Lord, no, 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 JD, no, no, don't, no, no, don't, no, oh, no, don't, don't, no, don't, don't no, say. it's legit. I no, he talked about on told this. I think. He injured his throat in a match. This is no joke. He injured his oh, throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, he really, in reality, yes. I think that's what it was, yes. He actually, I think, did it during a match. That's what I'm saying. He had injured his throat. So Not there you go. I wasn't saying it. For, oh, Lord, never mind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I, we were trying, I'm still joking here. I wasn't oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway. <clears throat> That's 10.58 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, Tuesday, February 11, 2020, 1605-562-0444, pounds episode 791 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Ice Fan, Jerry Geronimo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross, who was here tonight. Uh, we did have, of course, a heartbreak kid, Fonzie. We do thank him for coming on tonight. Unfortunately, of course, he had that they had to leave due to a prior obligation. But hopefully, we'll get a chance to hear from him, of course, tomorrow night, of course, on uh, Revolution here as well. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything else you wish to add before we close up the shop here for the night? Uh, no. Get ready for what will be another crazy Friday, Wednesday night hour of Dynamite and also NXT full sale, of course. The fun begins at 8 p.m. with the debate, and we continue the discussion into 9 o'clock. Thank you very much there, of course, J.D. Yes, don't forget, outside of the ropes at 6.30, 141-387-pound. <clears throat> of course, as we go out, as we go into the world of pop culture. Also, of course, don't forget, rest in the debate there at 8 o'clock, 139-925-pound. 
as the Madness Kingdom. Of course, we're talking about everything under the sun, of course, getting yourself getting ready for, of course, the NXT show in Portland on Sunday. Also, of course, talking about AEW and NXT tomorrow night. Also talking about uh, what will take place, hopefully, possibly on SmackDown Friday. Also talking about Raw. Uh, this past Monday, and of course, a lot of the big time wrestling stories that are making the rounds. Should listen in on that. Also, don't forget Revolution tomorrow night, 7:92. Our live video feed <coughs> will 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 be fun. Let me, let me make sure that I have uh, that. Uh, oh, or don't tell me I've already. Oh, there it is. Yes, uh, tomorrow night's live video feed will be for them. Of course, Top Heel. Of course, the group started by our own King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith. Uh, news and views, history and birthdays. Uh, also, so we'll do a, we'll talk about the results, the official results of both AEW and NXT. Also, of course, <clears throat> tomorrow night we will, of course, as you did hear, Fonzie and JD did uh, tell us that they will, of course, finish up this this match for both the NXT US War Games and WCW US 24/7 Championships, and of course, our Family Feud style trivia championship matchups. Will JD be able to hold on to those belts, or will Fonzie be able to win them back? We'll find that out tomorrow night on 792 of Revolution. <clears throat> on that note here, folks, we thank you very much for listening here tonight to 791 of Revolution. Uh, of course, I'd like to thank the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and also the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for joining us here as well on our Talk Shoot chat box. Also, from WWE Heel Turns as well, I actually want to thank, of course, Mr. Eric Schwartz. <clears throat> I also, uh, let me see here. I think we might have a. I think we also, of course, want to thank several folks, including Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming, also Mr. Mitt Patel. Uh, let me see here. I think we have several more folks here that has uh, that has that has uh, popped on here. Let me see. No. Uh, uh, and one thing that Mitt was actually saying and joking about, we were talking about the Bellas thing here momentarily. He was saying. He should have said no, no, no when he goes into Bree's cubbyhole. Oh, God. <laughs> not bad, Mitt. Not bad at all. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, live video feed tonight from WWE Heel Turns. Check out that group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash heel turns forever. The number four ever, by the way. <clears throat> also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to check out Perpetual Unity, of course, on uh, eBay, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity p-e-r-p-u-t-a-l-u-n-i-q-u-i-t-y of course internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual All, a, lot, a lot of great stuff indeed of course posted on there uh, be sure to check it out here today john you have a good night there as well sir and i'll talk at you of course tomorrow night here on revolution we will hope to listen to hear from here then also once again ladies and gentlemen as we said bulldog dvd sales and variety Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. <clears throat> well, of course, as we said, DVDs and Blu-rays, one or two discs in each set. Of course, <clears throat> um, or of course, are worth $1. And all DVDs and Blu-rays, three or more discs in each set are worth $2. Be sure to check it out here today. As I said, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. We take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. More more DVDs to come, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check it out here today here at Bulldog DVD Sobriety. Revolution episode 791 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring. 
as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Take care and God bless. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything going on in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. And let me see if we are if we are set standing by with tonight's closer for tonight's show. Just give me a minute here. I'm working on that right now, guys. So hang tight. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do 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 do. But of course, I will go ahead and say this is, of course, is and forever will be the WWUS Radio Network. Stand by, of course, for the closing theme for Revolution 791. Hold on a second. I'm just getting here, folks. Please bear with me. We are having a minor delay here in the music industry here. Okay, here we go. And of course, uh, just give me a minute here. Ah, here we go. I got it now. Everyone's gonna like this. Hold on a second. Let me just. Folgers Aroma Roasted Coffee made from mountain-grown beans richly roasted and finely ground for great waking-up aroma. Oh, what that aroma can do Best part of folders is waking up the folders in your cup. <laughs> Take care and God bless, folks. We'll be back tomorrow night with Revolution. We'll see you soon. Don't spill the beans. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.